This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, and welcome back to the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast. I'm David Shockley, and this episode is about YouTube and how it's distancing itself from what made it so great in the first place. To show you this, we are interviewing someone that isn't famous, but should be. With us today, we have special guest YouTuber Quinn is with us. Quinn, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for coming on the show. And just to bring people up to speed on who you are, uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do on the internet? Sure. I uh, my, my channel is kind of a eclectic mix of kind of whatever I'm interested in, whether that be, you know, tutorials or fixes for whatever I've run into or the occasional gameplay clip or... Uh, you know, sometimes I delve into things like anime or tech reviews and that kind of stuff. Having looked at your channel a little bit, uh, I would say that you have probably the perfect YouTube channel for what I think YouTube is. You're right. You have you have anime, you have Counter-Strike, you have how-to videos. It's all there. You are the perfect case study. <laughs> now, the reason that we wanted to talk to you today was because a lot of people know that you can make money on YouTube, but most people don't know how that's done. Can you bring people up to speed a little bit and explain YouTube's monetization system and how that works in general? Uh, sure. It's 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 pretty simple, really. It's 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 down to a, a kind of a system where you're paid for the amount of views that end up watching an ad, uh, and they break that down into uh, a thousand views. So you you end up getting your your CPM, which is your cost per milli. And that's that's what determines your uh, eventual paycheck. You also have other things like YouTube Red that contributes to it. And for larger channels, you get stuff like memberships and stuff like that. But uh, mostly for, for most people, it's just the, the standard CPM kind of thing. Gotcha. So in general, you are able to monetize your video. So it allows YouTube to put ads in front of your videos and you get a little bit of money from that, from those ads being played. Exactly. And I guess not just uh, before the videos, but before, sometimes after, and then uh, in some occasions, it's like the mid-roll ad. Yeah, so videos that are over, uh, I believe they just changed it to eight minutes, are eligible for uh, mid-roll ads. And uh, those tend to make more money than any of the beginning or ending ads, or any of the little banners that pop up, which is why you see a lot of channels, it used to be 10 minutes, now I guess it's eight minutes, that are, you know, that's how long they tend to make their videos so that they can stick on a, a mid-roll ad in there. I remember that. I remember there was that surge of videos that were always like 10 minutes and like two seconds or 10 minutes and 14 seconds. Exactly. Just so they can squeeze that extra ad in there. Yep. Uh, and the funny thing is you can actually, uh, once it crossed that threshold, you could add as many ads as you want. So really? it's not just one. If you wanted, you could put 10 in there, have one every minute. Oh my God. <laughs> and some some channels did. <laughs> Now, in order to be eligible for this to be to be monetized, uh, what would you need to do if you're starting on YouTube day one? How do you become monetized? 
so currently the the requirements are uh, your channel has to have 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours uh, within the last 12 months. Within like a rolling 12-month period. Yeah. That, everything was going great for a while. This was a, a decent system. Uh, content creators were getting paid. And then something happened in 2018 called the ad apocalypse. What was going on there? Uh, so it's, it's actually, it's uh, a little bit earlier than 2018. Um, it's kind of been a, a recurring thing since I'd say around 2016, um, where things like swearing and uh, those kind of edgy channels were targeted. And people like, people like uh, Leafy is here were uh, specifically targeted, stuff like that, where they would just get demonetized or have very limited ads run on their videos. And then, you know, over the years, you've had stuff like the PewDiePie scenario uh, with the racial slurs. Uh, that brought on another wave. And then uh, that whole weird children's content content with uh, Spider-Man and Elsa. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then in 2018, which I think was the most recent one, uh, you had Logan Paul showing a dead body on... Uh, uh, right on his channel oh, right. and uh, that that kind of sent things in a spiral and then from there a, a lot of advertisers pulled out of youtube right it, exactly and so it because it caused this drought of capital yeah yeah so there there were certain advertisers that would allow their ads on basically any video they didn't care what the content was they would just put their ad out god bless those people Exactly. The, the the bigger ones, though, would tell YouTube that they don't want it run on certain channels. They don't want it run on certain content. And uh, that that was uh, turned out to be a significant amount of content that they didn't want it run on. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out they had some stricter uh, protocols than that YouTube is yes. used to. Yes. And that caused a lot of people to, to pull out their pull out their money, their advertiser money. And it causes drought. So it became a, a little harder for people to make money on YouTube. It did, and it and it, it ended up causing a uh, shift in the type of content that we see. Some channels uh, attempted to be as advertiser-friendly as possible. No swearing, none of that stuff. Others did things like uh, baking in their own ad spots, so they don't care about the standard YouTube payment methods. They go to companies directly and have them run ads directly in their video. And you see a lot of that now. And that was an interesting part. That was actually kind of one of my favorite bits of this story is when YouTube said, okay, we're not going to put ads in front of your videos anymore because it's like we're demonetizing it. And then the content creator, instead of just rolling over and saying, okay, fine, I guess I'm not making money. They went around YouTube and they cut out the middleman and just talked to advertisers directly. Exactly. And kind of the crappy part that I saw for YouTube in that, and A, they're not getting their cut, but... As time went on, and even up to the present day, YouTube has continued to push ads more and more every day, it feels like, in an effort to get you to switch to YouTube Premium. But if you have YouTube Premium, the big selling point is that you don't have to see ads. But now, because these content creators have their own ads, now if you have YouTube Premium, you're still seeing ads. Exactly. Some some things have actually popped up in uh, to kind of combat that. Uh, there are browser extensions such as Sponsor Block that basically rely on user-generated timestamps from people watching the video. And then once those timestamps get added, anyone else who watches those videos, it automatically skips those sponsor spots. Oh, okay. So that's like that's extra ad block. That's that's like outsourced. <laughs> it's a what is yes. it? Um, not outsourced. It's ad block. Crowdsourced. Yeah. Crowd exactly. crowdsourced ad block. That's it. To my show, I get to say it right. 
<laughs> Can you tell us about some other ways that these YouTubers got around and how they're making money besides mm. um, besides those ad reads? Yeah, so some some uh, certain channels uh, have ended up making sort of their own platforms. Uh, the big example that I've seen has been the Linus Tech Tips channel. They made their own service called Floatplane, where you basically pay a set amount a month and uh, you get access to their content without those baked in sponsor spots, uh, without any ads, and usually a week early. Kind of, uh, I, I, not many people are going to remember uh, this, but I believe it was in 2015, a platform called Vessel launched. And it was kind of a similar idea, except rather than per creator, which is how the floatplane system works, it's $5 for the entire platform. And uh, it was an excellent platform, but unfortunately, in a little less than two years, it uh, folded because, well, obviously, it was not making money. Right, because you have YouTube. Yeah, well, not only just that you have YouTube, but they were they were growing at such a rate that their standard $5 a month no longer covered the amount of content creators on there. So it was oh. it was kind of doomed to fail from the beginning, whereas Floatplane has, you know, it's per, uh, per creator that you pay. It's kind of like uh, Patreon, which is another way that uh, creators make money, whereas you pay that creator directly and you only get access to that creator's content. That sounds awesome. I, I'm very interested in that. I haven't heard about this before. But if I could circumvent ads in any way possible, I'm willing to pay for it. As long as, <laughs> you know, just as long as I'm not getting given money to Big Daddy YouTube. Exactly. Now, so everything's going fine, or I guess everything is the way it is. And then last week, we learned about uh, a new YouTube policy change. What happened there? Uh, so basically, um, all of those channels that uh, YouTube had previously decided were not good enough to make money, uh, they decided, hey, wait, we can just run ads on those and not give any of the cut to the creators. So people that aren't making any money on these ads, they still have ads in front of their videos just because they are too small of a channel essentially to do anything about it. Exactly. Not only just uh, before, but uh, apparently mid-rolls as well. Oh, that uh, is rough. It is rough. And I imagine that because you're not a partner like like you don't have access to choose what kind of ads are in front of your video or behind your nope. video or how many mid-roll ads there are. You're just kind of out. You don't have any control. Uh, and they, uh, not even things like uh, skippable versus non-skippable ads. They could, if they wanted, uh, put a full minute long non-skippable ad in front of your video. Oh, that's rough. And that's just going to plummet your, any chance you have. Yeah, of, of everyone's just going to click off. I feel like this is part of like this strategy where, a YouTube video goes viral, and you, that allows YouTube to say, okay, we're making money off this viral video, and we're not going to pay the person that made it. Exactly. Because that's really where it counts. It's, you know, I'm, I'm sure a huge majority of YouTube videos that are uploaded are only watched a handful of times, you know, especially by these first-time or really small creators. Mm -hmm. But it's that's kind of the magic of YouTube, is that you can kind of search and find this diamond in the rough, and you find this really funny video, you show your friends, and then boom, it blows up. And you hope that then the person who made it will get some credit for it. Exactly. Honestly, I, I am surprised it took this long for them to pull this kind of thing. I think them waiting until two years after the whole, you know, partner program requirement change 
uh, was detrimental. If they had just done it right away, I feel like less people would have cared. Uh, but the fact that they waited two years until after the fact to do this, that's just feels dirty. <laughs> it is. It, it, uh, it's like every two years, there's just like another strap that gets pulled to make things a little tighter. Mm-hmm. Another reason that I'm glad that we're talking to you specifically is because you are a small content creator. Like you're affected by this. Yeah, um, it does. It does directly uh, affect my channel and channels like mine. You were very vocal on Reddit about this particular issue. Uh, you got a really good Reddit comment that that got some love on it, and uh, and some good things happened. Some some people kind of shed some light on you. Can you can you walk us through what happened? Yeah. So basically, I, I made a comment on that one uh, Reddit thread, basically saying that previously, back in 2017 or whatever, I was making a bit of money off my videos, and uh, after the changes were put in place. Uh, I was no longer making any video or money off my videos. I was even uh, booted out of my NCN, which is kind of funny. A little bit of a blessing in disguise, honestly. What's an NCN? Uh, multi-channel network. So it's basically, it handles the monetization for channels. And it used to be that the only requirement to make money on YouTube was that you either had a Google AdSense account or you were part of an NCN. Uh, and the MZN is basically just another middleman. They take their own cut and they just pass on the rest to you, basically. Uh, they provide other services like uh, content ID, that kind of stuff. So if someone steals your content, you have the ability to flag that. Uh, oh. Obviously, that's now part of YouTube. Uh, if you're in the YouTube Partner Program, you have access to that tool on your own. So uh, the fact that uh, a lot of channels were booted out of that MCN network is actually kind of a good thing. And how do you join a, an NTN network like this? Like, how does I, this is really the first time I've heard of this? Mm, yeah, previously you just had to apply, and they would, on a case by case basis, accept you or not accept you. But this is separate from YouTube, right? It is. Yeah, it's completely separate. So I could Google like NCN networks, and I'm sure get a list. Yeah. So the the one I was in is uh, Full Screen Media, and they're still around. But you got locked out of this account from from this company. Yeah. Basically, in 2018, when the massive switch to the requirements were made uh, i got an email saying yeah your channel doesn't doesn't work for this we're just going to terminate your contract oh my and, god uh, you're on your own <laughs> oh my god it's cutthroat out here on the internet yeah no kidding oh my gosh quinn had made this comment on reddit in a thread about youtube's new ad policy criticizing it in this comment he linked to his channel as per the request in the thread and just like Reddit do, people started subscribing to him in mass. I have to ask, because of the Reddit love that you got, did that bump you into potentially getting into the YouTube uh, partner program? Yes. Uh, so it actually, <laughs> it, it put me way over the edge. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking amazing. So Look, now they're going to listen to I've this. Applied. They're going to go, they're going to listen to this YouTube and they're going to go, this motherfucker is not appreciative. <laughs> We're cutting him. <laughs> yeah uh i've applied we'll see we'll see what happens um uh, apparently it can take a while for the application so so with all these changes that are that are happening like where do you think we go from here do we go to vimeo is there a, another alternative if you could possibly solve this problem that would be great yeah uh unfortunately i don't i don't really know that anything will change with this creators need a place to grow and 
it's been shown that Vimeo is not that place. Some creators have found a place on uh, TikTok, but that kind of thing doesn't really, it's not compatible with the kind of content a lot of people want to make, like myself. YouTube's kind of your, just your home. It, it's got to be. You have nowhere else to go. Yeah, there's, there, that's, it's, unfortunately, it's where the audience is. And uh, it's where the audience is because it's where the creators are. And you kind of can't take away one without the other. So they kind of both, if there's, if there's another platform that we're going to be switching to, we all need to switch at the same time or it's, it's detrimental to everyone really. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to get all these content creators, you know, that would be the most important to this switch. They're making money on YouTube, so they're not going to leave. Absolutely not. Yeah. And you're right. You need everyone to move at one time, which th there's no way in hell that's going to happen. Yeah. I, I really, I don't see an end to it really. Doesn't this feel almost like YouTube is kind of being anti YouTube? <laughs> it, it does. It, it, it almost feels like we're all in a, a borderline abusive relationship with YouTube <laughs> and there's, there's no current way out. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not really sure where this, uh, where YouTube's going to go from here or like, or like what's going to happen next. I'm really excited to see it, what happens next, but I'm also kind of scared. Yeah. Um, it's kind of in the, in the almost too big to fail category, but really anything's possible, I guess. <laughs> there's, there's gotta be something. Something's got to break eventually. Yeah. And before I forget, and before we let you go, uh, we want you to give a shout out to your channel. We, uh, we want people to come check it out. Where, uh, where can they find you? Uh, yeah, it's uh, TDP Equinox on YouTube. Uh, pretty much everywhere, really. I've got a bunch of stuff. It's kind of all over the place, so I'm sure there's something there for you. Uh, come take a look. Well, well, Quinn, thank you very much for taking the time and uh, and coming on the podcast and talking to us. Uh, we are going to be watching this very closely to see uh, what continues to develop with the YouTube ad policy change. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, is there anything else you wanted to say? Uh, anything we might have forgotten? Uh, my thanks to Reddit for the opportunity, really. Can't really be said enough, so... Right. Yeah. Thank God for those Reddit hugs of death. Yeah, no kidding. Obviously, they're usually very temporary, but even if a, a fraction of the people that did subscribe come back when I do have something, that'll just be a little bit closer to where I want to be.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 